At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts. Support for WABE comes from 100 Miles, a nonprofit committed to preserving Georgia's 100-mile coast. A landscape unlike any other, Georgia's coast is home to vital communities and people from all walks of life fighting to protect it. Help keep Georgia's coast flowing at OurGeorgiaCoast.org. For Wednesday, June the 28th, 2023, it's The Brief from WABE. I'm Jim Burris. Top officials in the Biden administration are fanning out across the country this week, including here in Georgia, to sell the president's economic agenda ahead of 2024. As part of that push, Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm brought her clean energy road trip to Atlanta. WABE Sam Greenglass takes us there. Biden administration has passed some landmark legislation like the Inflation Reduction Act, the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law, and the Chips and Science Act. Those are way too many words all together, so we just kind of put it together with investing in America, the Investing in America agenda. Or as Energy Secretary Granholm says, Bidenomics. That's a term cabinet officials started rolling out this week as they try to distill the president's economic message ahead of his re-election campaign next year. Here's how Granholm explained Bidenomics at a town hall at Georgia Tech. We are going to make these products and the supply chains in the United States. We're going to stamp them made in America. We're going to use them here. We're going to make them with American workers. And so that is a reason why we want to see economic opportunity here and the jobs created as a result of clean energy. Granholm touted federal funding flowing into Georgia to help consumers buy electric vehicles and weatherize homes and to help the state attract clean energy companies and invest in infrastructure like charging stations. But some of those projects may take time to really pay dividends. Meanwhile, the 2024 election is around the corner and Georgia will again be a key battleground. Sam Greenglass, WABE News. The metro area's hot weather is about to get hotter. We could reach 100 degrees over the weekend. DeKalb County rec centers and libraries will be available as cooling centers starting on Friday through the weekend. This is temperatures are forecast again to definitely hit the mid-90s and Saturday's high reaching nearly 100 degrees. The county facilities will be open during their usual business hours. DeKalb County pools will be free between 2 and 4 on days the National Weather Service issues heat advisories. Well, just as the temperatures heat up, so are power bills. They're on the rise for many Georgians. As Emily Jones reports, help is available. Temperatures are forecasted to be in the 90s all week, meaning many are turning on fans or cranking the air conditioning. But monthly electricity bills just increased for Georgia power customers to cover high natural gas costs. Using energy to stay cool will drive them even higher. Georgians struggling to pay their power bills can find help in lots of places. The state's low-income home energy assistance program, the United Way, community action agencies, and other local groups. Customers can search for help by zip code on Georgia Power's website. The city of Atlanta also often opens cooling centers to help residents escape the heat, though it hasn't announced them yet this summer. And a study earlier this year found the centers aren't enough. Just one one-hundredth of a percent of Atlanta's population lives within a half-mile walk of a cooling center. Emily Jones, WABE News. 
If escaping the heat means escaping Atlanta, the Georgia Department of Transportation is warning local drivers of heavy traffic ahead of the July 4th holiday. WABE's Melissa Fato has more. Friday will be the worst day to travel on interstate roads, with the heaviest traffic starting at noon and persisting through the evening. Meanwhile, traffic should be lighter than usual Sunday through Tuesday. Local roads may see an increase in congestion on Wednesday following the holiday. Georgia Department of Transportation will suspend lane closure starting Friday at noon until early Wednesday morning to help ease congestion, though crews may continue working near the highway. Officials say firework displays can increase traffic or close local roads, so drivers should remain alert and plan for alternative routes. Melissa Fato, WABE News. Ever considered running a TV station? Atlanta officials are opening a request for proposals for nonprofit organizations looking to operate the city's community access channel. WABE's Julian Virgin reports. The city of Atlanta will award a contract to operate its public educational and government channel. Comcast Channel 24. The previous contract, which was held by People TV, expired earlier this month. Community Access Media provides basic technical training, the equipment and facilities necessary for Atlanta residents and organizations to produce non-commercial programming. Earlier this year, officials conducted multiple public listening sessions to determine the future of Atlanta's Community Access Media. Over 100 pages of testimony from dozens of community members was used in the development of the request for proposals. The deadline to submit an RFP bid is Thursday, August 3rd. Julian Virgin, WABE News. Compared to trends in other major U.S. housing markets, Atlanta has shown resilience and even some growth over the past year. But it's all relative. Compared to what spring usually means for Metro home sales, this one has been a sleeper. Chris Furmeister is a reporter for the Atlanta Business Chronicle and recently wrote about why. Typically, sales take off in the springtime, new listings take off in the springtime, but both of those categories are are down pretty significantly compared to last year and really compared to previously in the pandemic um, because, you know, mortgage rates are higher and so that that's turning a lot of people off from buying and it's also turning a lot of people off from selling um, if they are current homeowners because chances are if they have a mortgage whatever their rate is, is a lot lower than the current you know, rate that they might be able to get. So they don't really want to trade a, a lower rate mortgage for, for something that's going to have a much higher monthly payment. Even though buyer demand is a bit lower, there is some competition, but it's certainly not as hot as it was last year or the year prior. Remind us of that. This time last year, what was Atlanta seeing in terms of the real estate market? Some cases, you'd have houses going off the market for 20% above list, list price or more. Uh, you know, it was pretty much chaos. I'm talking to, to any realtor in the market at the time, they all seemed pretty overwhelmed. Great to have the business, great to have the competition, but there was so much interest in, in Atlanta real estate as a result of you know the pandemic era migration trends, the fact that you know inventory was low as, as it has been for years. And People are always moving to Atlanta anyway because Atlanta is a, a growing metro area. So you sort of had those those three things come together to really make a pretty wild market. Absolutely. And it set a new normal in terms of pricing. I mean, in, in two years, prices just went up exponentially for housing. And, and now we see those pretty much holding steady even while the rest of the nation sees a decent amount of decline. Talk about that. Atlanta, it's certainly... Prices have, have slowed down compared to where they were last year, but you also have to remember that this time last year was 
the all-time peak of the local market. I mean, that was June 2022 is when when we set our record for you know a monthly median home price. Um, it was a little over 430,000, and you know the last month the media price was 420,000. So down, but it's not down that much, and it's still been rising quite a bit since January, um, which is more of a, a normal market indicator. And in fact, there are pockets that have not declined that are continuing to grow. Um, talk about specifically North Fulton. North Fulton has been very hot throughout the pandemic, um, and it continues to be this year, which really sets it apart. It's It's got some affluent suburbs, and those areas draw buyers from elsewhere in metro Atlanta, but it's also, they, they draw a lot of folks from outside of Atlanta. They, I, you know, I'd hear from realtors in that area that you know, people coming down from New York, people coming over from Los Angeles. So yeah, prices there are actually still going up compared to this time last year. Uh, you mentioned speaking to realtors. How are they navigating this uh, strange, you know, situation? It, it's kind of what realtors have always done. You know, trying to get their face in front of people and trying to talk to people and, and trying to meet people who could all be potential clients with the, just the added reach of, of things like social media. But yeah, there's there are a lot of realtors. There's more real or sorry, you know, more real estate licenses at least in in the state of Georgia than really at any time before. If it's possible to look forward to try to read the tea leaves or glean what uh, the market's going to do, any rumblings on that? Anybody predicting anything? I think most people, <laughs> again, after the past three years, have have learned that it's pretty hard to to predict. The post-pandemic or, or pandemic era real estate market, you know, if mortgage rates finally start to start to come down a little bit, you know, they they've been bouncing around between six percent and seven percent. If if rates could dip down into the, you know, five percent to five and a half percent, that could spark a new wave of buyer demand. Christopher Meister is a reporter for the Atlanta Business Chronicle. Chris, thanks so much for talking to us. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. That is it for The Brief. You can find more local news at wabe.org. Christopher Alston is our producer. Melissa Fato is our editor. I'm Jim Burris, Amplifying Atlanta. This is 90.1 WABE. Ever wondered where to find the best dumplings in town? Curious about Atlanta's obsession with lemon pepper? Join us on Savory Stories, a new podcast as we uncover the untold tales behind Atlanta's culinary scene. From the roots of your favorite dishes to the creators that bring them to life, we're diving deep into the heart of the city's food culture. Listen to Savory Stories at wabe.org slash podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. W-A-B-E. Sounds Like ATL is a music documentary series that takes an in-depth look at the artists amplifying Atlanta's famed music community. Built around a desire to highlight Atlanta's diverse and world-renowned music scene, each episode features unforgettable, intimate musical performances by fresh new musical guests, each with exclusive interviews about the stories behind their music. Listen at wabe.org or wherever you find your podcasts.